Welcome to Young Adult at Heart, Great YA Reads for All Ages, part of the Camden County Library family of podcasts. I'm Kristen, and with me today is... I'm Ryan. And today we are presenting Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. Um, did we, I feel like we both chose the I think book? it's a book that I would have read anyway. Yeah. So I'm happy enough to do a podcast on it, I suppose. Um I don't know, it doesn't really matter. No, it, it doesn't, but I'm al- I always like to say who chose, and oh. this was just, I think, one of those books where we were just kind of talking about it. Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, we can do this one. So yeah, it made sense. It happened, like, nice and organically, which doesn't normally happen for this, so that usually, was kind of Usually exciting. one has to force the other to read a book. Yes. <laughs> and we don't never really like what the other one picks. But this was exciting, because I really love this one, so. I also liked it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Good, excellent. I think it's the first book we both liked. Um, I think we both liked uh, Scully's book or Mulder's, Mulder, book. Mulder's book. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it so far. Well, it's only the fourth we've done, so we're fifty-fifty. Yeah, not bad. Wait, should be five, wouldn't? Never mind. Two exiles, and then two other ones: Stags and or is this Bernard Cornwell? So this is fifth. Yeah, this is fifth. All right, so we're 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 going about four hundred then. Okay, that's not bad. That's it's a good batting bad. average. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hall of Fame. I can't. I had a lot of trouble pronouncing words <laughs> in this book, so I'm going to let Ryan read the description. I, will do, the I will do my best. Good luck. Zaley Adebola remembers when the soul of Arisha hummed with magic. Burners ignited flames, titers beckoned waves, and Zaley's reaper mother summoned forth souls. But everything changed once magic disappeared. Under the orders of a ruthless king, the magi were targeted and killed, leaving Zaley without a mother and her people without hope. Now Zaley has one chance to bring back magic and strike against the monarchy. With the help of a rogue princess, Zaley must outwit and outrun the crown prince who is hell-bent on eradicating magic for good. Danger lurks in Arisha, where snow lepinaires prowl and vengeful spirits wait in the waters. Yet the greatest threat may be Zaley herself as she struggles to control her powers and, the, and her growing feelings for an enemy. Um, so that's courtesy of the uh, the book jacket. I think as like, like if I had to pick my favorite genre, like fantasy is by far my favorite thing to read. It's usually the waters I swim in as well. Yes. So I was very excited to pick this book up. This is a very popular book right now. Um, the holds list is yeah, ap- apologies to any any listeners who are on the holds list. I think mine was out for an extra two days so I could have it for the podcast. Yeah, we're, so we're sending both copies back out into the world in like an hour and a half. Um, so what like I've noticed just from being a librarian over the years is a book comes out, it gets all this praise. A young adult book comes out, gets all this praise. Adults pick it up first. Because adults are the ones that know to like request books, and they're the ones that are reading the New York Times articles. Yes, so it's. I feel like at this point, it's adults that are reading this book, and my teens in my branch haven't even seen it yet. Interesting. Kind of like the hate you give. So it was all like adults, and it just finally, you know, it hasn't even landed on my shelf yet. There's still holds, but somebody got a copy of it in the in, the, in my library, and now all the kids are placing holds. So it's slowly, it's slowly trickling in. Um, to but its actual target audience? Yes. And I, I think this is going to be one of those books that really stays popular for a long time because it hasn't even hit its target audience 
Yeah, I yeah. I can definitely see that. I mean, it it's got a lot of media buzz, and it was it was a a pretty compelling read. So I I don't think it's going to fade out anytime too soon. And obviously, it's you know transparently the first of a series. So I think mm-hmm. people are going to want to read this one before the next one comes out. But as as books, it, it's going to take a while, probably a year one. or two. Yeah, I was watching a Good Morning America clip um, where they were interviewing uh, Tommy. And she called it Black Panther with magic. Yeah, that, I mean, like, I mean, Black Panther already has magic, though. Okay. I mean, his his suit and the, the have you seen the movie and have you no, read the comics? No, it's All right, without spoiling too much. I mean, I guess it's superpowers or magic by another name. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is more traditional, like wizard magic, I guess, than than Black Panther has. But there's definitely magical stuff that go on, on in the Black Panther universe. And that was something else she had mentioned in her interview, and I loved it because she talked about how, you know, we have Harry Potter and we have Lord of the Rings, and that's a very specific kind of magic. Um, Anglo-European magic. Yes, and she is um, Nigerian-American, so she really focused on, like, Nigeria when she wrote this book, and it's a new setting, and it's a new kind of magic that perhaps readers have not read before. Yeah, I'm I'm not upset about that. No, it w- her magic was great. Um, I've read a couple of things. I meant to write them down um, that Alexis and I have done for podcasts, like Shadow Shaper, and there was that Bruja series, one that I can't remember the name of that I didn't particularly like, but those were other like Caribbean kind of magic. Okay. And, but this one was so cool. Like, I wanted to climb into this world. Okay. Do you, I guess that's a... <laughs> Is that a good segue? <laughs> I, I suppose. So let's, <laughs> let's climb in. Let's cli- Yay. Main characters. Three? Yeah, I actually I had four, but then I crossed one out. Did you cross out Zane? Yeah, because he didn't get chapters. No. Speaking of pronunciations, I was actually wondering how that name, Zaley's brother, was pronounced, and I think it's Zane. I asked my, one of my friend is actually listening to the, the audiobook right now, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, how do they say this word? How do they say that word? Yeah, yeah. And he said it was Zaley and Zane. Although, oh, okay, so you knew it was Zaley. Well, I knew it was Zaley before today. I, th- I think my initial reading was Zelly, mm-hmm. which is, I'm sorry to the author. <laughs> I know. I, I read Zelly, too, until I heard her interview. But actually, I was calling her, her brother Zayin. Oh. Because of the way it was spelled, it just sounded cooler to me. Yeah. So I, I basically read the entire book as Zelly and Zayin. Okay. But it's actually Zaley and Zane, so, eh. I was reading it as Zane. Um, Amari, I thought, made sense. And Inan, yeah. See, I was saying Ainan. Inan. You were saying Ainan. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I called him... But Inan sounds better than... Inan. Ainan. Ainan. <laughs> but it sounded more... I mean, I, I got the feeling that they were supposed to be sort of Egyptian-y-ish uh, based on their descriptions, the the nobility, and um, so I thought Inan sounded more... I like it. We're going with Inan. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, that, those are the main characters, Zaley, Amari, and Inan. And I guess important to note that Unlike many books, each got their own chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of like a like a Game of Thrones style, mm-hmm. where I mean fewer fewer characters, but mm, it didn't it didn't skip every time. So sometimes Zaley would get three or four chapters yeah, in a row, but often it would it would jump around between perspectives from Zaley, Amari, and Anon. Um, so I, I think I like that. that. Yeah, I, I think I like it when books do that. Um, you get more than the one perspective, and yeah. it, it kind of. I actually had that as something I liked about the book. I like. I've always preferred books that had more than one point of view. Um, I think it gives, like a, a richer story. Like when you're getting 
so many mm. points of view. And I was actually a little annoyed that Zane didn't get a point of view because he played such a big role in the book. So I don't know why. Maybe that'll change. It, it's possible. In other other series that do that, characters in this in the second book that didn't get chapters in the first book do yeah. get chapters in the second yeah. book. I mean, again, the one I'm thinking of is Game of Thrones. So there are characters in like book one, which is Game of Thrones, um, that don't have um, chapters. And then book two is a Storm of Swords, I think. I don't remember Clash of Kings. It's been a, it's been a long time. I think it's a Storm of Swords. Something of something. S- certain characters that were present in the first book but never had their perspectives shown mm-hmm. do get their own chapters. And so that kind of is a thing that I'm... I guess sort of expecting in the second book, maybe Zane will get his own. When we start talking about the side characters, I actually have one person in particular I, I was thinking might get chapters. So I can I can hold on to when we get to them. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, unless you want to talk about it now, are you prepared That's to segue to side characters? No, I, I feel like we haven't even touched on. There There was a lot of characters. There were a lot of... It's a 500-page book. It's a big book. Yeah, there, I feel like there were a lot of tertiary characters, mm-hmm. a couple of secondary characters, and then just three primary characters. Mm-hmm. But there were there were frequently characters that would kind of like flit in and out for a couple of chapters and then they would be gone. Yeah. Or in in one case they were kind of, you know, pre hinted and then they came back and played a big role later. Yeah. Um so yeah, there were a lot of characters. <laughs> it was a little okay, it was very overwhelming trying to write notes for this because there's so much going on in this book I mean and like just not even like what's on the surface like there's just so much going on and it makes it hard to get everything in in an hour so yeah <laughs> right <laughs> all right so characters um we have Zaley, Amari and Inan uh, Zaley is a magi um, she is supposed to have magical powers but in this land the king Sauron took the power away from the Magi. What, probably ten years ago? Who's uh, kid? Something. Eight, ten years. Seven ago. or eight, ten or thirteen or something. She was young for sure. Or oh, actually, was it even less? Because re- I thought I thought she was. Maybe she was like almost about to be thirteen because that's when the powers are supposed to blossom. Okay. I think she was close to that, and I think now she's seventeen. So oh, maybe it was about five years ago. Okay, I think. so it wasn't that long ago. I'm not even sure. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> At some point in the past, power was taken away Between from Between five the and ten years. Yeah, <laughs> roughly. <laughs> so in this, in this fantasy world, there are people who have powers bestowed to them from their gods, and then there are people without power. And mm. the ruling family does not have this magical power that at they, this point. That they know of. Yes, that they know of. And I think are they called the the Kosidon? Something like They're that. They're the ones yeah. without the yeah. Magi have power, and the Kosidon don't. I think. And there's this whole backstory about the current king Sauron and how he had this previous family, and Sauron's father wanted to unite them with the Magi, yeah, and the Magi killed them, them, and now he found a way to get rid of magic. And then when he got rid of magic, he killed everyone with magical powers except the kids because they their magical powers had not come to fruition yet. right so we got <laughs> so, so much so we got uh Zaley in the beginning no powers learning how to defend herself with a staff yeah she's a stick fighter mm-hmm. and then amari and anon are 
the princess and the prince? Yeah, they're both uh, uh, Saran's children. Um, he makes them fight each other with swords and, yeah. <laughs> and like cut each other. Yeah, um, it's a little messed up. I think Inan is the the captain of the guard. Basically, mm -hmm. he's probably seventeen or eighteen and mm -hmm. is generally looking to prove himself in his father's eyes. Obviously, it's you know kind of a typical character: a super harsh father, young son wants to prove himself, but is never worthy in his father's eyes, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, the way that Inan seeks to prove himself is basically eradicating magic permanently because I guess kind of one of the driving forces is early on in the book, an artifact appears that might be able to restore magic. So obviously that's a problem for the, the ruling family because they want to quash magic. And if the, the oppressed peoples get their magic back, then they, they'll be able to rise up. Um, so this art, this scroll comes to light, and a lot of Inan's initial journey in the book is trying to find and destroy the scroll, mm -hmm. um, basically to please his father, and you know he's always like duty before self, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. All that fun stuff. Count to ten. <laughs> yeah. um, then there's Amari, the princess, and she's she initially she's shown as just being like very weak. I would say almost like subservient. So uh, like her wilt, parents wilting flower kind of a thing. Yes. Very whipped and broken almost. Yes. Um, her only friend is her servant, Binta. Does that sound good? Binta? Um, how I would say it. Excellent. Um, and uh, Binta was a magi. And when the scroll is initially brought to Saran, um, he uses Binta to touch it to see if magic comes back and it comes back so he kills her and Amari sees this is like the first what 25 pages of the book so Amari sees like her best friend I think that's Amari's first chapter yeah is die yeah and Amari realizes she can either go back to her place next to her mother on the throne or she can steal the scroll to avenge Binta which was either Amari deciding or the gods acting through Mar Amari? We'll, One or the uh, other. We'll never know. Um, if Amari did not steal the scroll, we'd have no book. So she stole yeah. the scroll. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, it, was, it was very plot relevant yes. that she stole the scroll. And from there, that's where she meets uh, Zaley, and they start their epic journey to bring magic back into this world. Yeah, Zaley is in the, the capital to try and sell a big fish so she can pay the, her family's taxes for a year or something, and then... Yeah. Amari is running from the guards and runs into Zaley and says, help me. And then Zaley's like, okay, and reluctantly helps her. And they, they make a, a dramatic escape from, from the city and the guards. And then it doesn't really stop. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, one of the things that I, I actually put down as both I liked and at times didn't like was an extremely fast pace. Mm -hmm, it was very fast pace. There is no downtime in this book, no. like, at all. And I... I on, on balance, I think I liked that. Yeah. Um, but at sometimes it, it felt like I was rushed through a little bit, mm -hmm. the story, I guess, which is crazy because it's a thick book. Yeah. I think the character, the points of view constantly changing also makes it go faster because you don't dwell on all that extra stuff, like sleeping. Because even when they're sleeping, they're not really sleeping because they're in like this dreamscape because of magic. Right. So there's always something happening. Or when one is sleeping, then another character might have a chapter, and then yeah. that other one wakes up, and they kind of trade off. So yeah, that probably added to a bit of the hectic feel. On balance, I think it was it was 
good. Mm -hmm. But I also at times felt like, like, okay, Slow take down. take a breath, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Side characters. I, I, I got a bunch. I'm sure you have even more than me. I put four. Oh, as I like oh, I primary side characters. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Zane. We already mentioned. Yes. Um, Who's on the journey with them, but does not get a point of view. Sorry, Zane. He definitely speaks in multiple. In, in all three of them, mm -hmm. he speaks in their chapters, but mm -hmm. he never gets his own chapter. So I feel like he kind of you can kind of tell what his point of view is, but you never actually see his internal thought process. You know what's funny? At one point, he was my favorite character, and I'm like, I wonder if it's because he does. I don't see his point of view, so I don't see all the whining. Yeah, <laughs> they're always whining. <laughs> it's very. It was a very angsty book. Yeah, very angsty. <laughs> all right, who else do you have? Oh, um, I had Saran. Okay. Yep. Uh, King. The king. I had Mama Agba. I had her. Who uh, trains Z Zeli how to fight. She's Zeli how to fight, sorry. Um, she's kind of the first mentor that Zeli has. Uh, she actually turns out to have been a Magi in hiding that escaped the raid, mm -hmm. uh, which was when the, the noble family basically purged all of the practicing Magi. Um, so the, the telltale sign of the Magi is, is white hair. Mm -hmm. And so Mama Agba has shaved her head, I think, she purportedly because she had cancer or something, she, some sickness. Yeah, she, she asked one of the Magi, because she was a seer. So she went to one of the other Magi, I guess maybe one of the cancers, and said, make it so it never comes back. Yeah. And so that's how she kind of was hiding in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And she was training the, the children of the Magi to fight without magic. So like yeah. Zaley is a, a skilled uh, wielder of, of a staff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had I had her and I had uh, Lacan, the Centauro. Who I actually forgot to write him down, so I'm glad you did. Who okay. awakens, sort of awakens the magic in, in Zaley and, mm -hmm. and gives her some insight into who she is, what she is, explains like, well, actually, here's how the, the gods work and here's how magic works. And she, he's, he's the one who tells her, you can bring magic back and here's how you do it. There's these three things you need. You need to be in this place at this time, mm -hmm. and here's the ritual kind of a thing. Those oh, and go get that other thing that we're missing. Two other things, I thought, right? Because they had the scroll at that point. Where was the bone dagger? I'm oh, he had the bone dagger, right? Oh, did he? Okay. And then they needed to get the, the sunstone. sunstone. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember where the bone dagger came from. It must from. have come from him. It, it's likely. So that I, I guess when they set off, they had two. So they had to get a third artifact and make it to... A special holy temple <laughs> that only rises from the sea once every hundred yeah, years or yeah. something on the solstice. So those those were the main major side characters that I put down. Um, I I kind of debated putting a couple other ones down. Mm -hmm. um, Rowan was another one. That's the that's one of the ones I have. I'll, I'll write it down now then. And I actually he was the one that I was thinking might get a chapter moving forward into the next. They definitely book. hinted kind of hard that there's like you know more. Then meets the eye with him, mm -hmm. um, especially at the very end of the book. Yeah, he plays a pretty major role in the story, of, even though it's like the last five percent of the book. Yeah, you don't meet Rowan until what? Not more than halfway through, kind of like in passing. I forget, what's the name of that settlement that they meet him at? I couldn't remember. I don't remember. Darn it! I, it was I, a settlement of like all magi. I wrote down the magi settlement, but I couldn't remember what no. what they called it. So, um. Zaley literally bumps. Well, he literally bumps into Zaley and tries to pickpocket her staff. He does pickpocket her, yeah. and that's yeah, and that's where they first meet. And she was so intrigued by him because he's a foreigner. She'd never met anyone from another land before. Mm. 
and then he goes his separate way. But then they meet back up again at the end of the book, for like you know the big battle scene, um, and he helps her, and and it ends, and he's still like there when the book ends, which makes me think he's going to play. Yeah, I, I got a kind of like a like a Gambit from X Men vibe Ooh. from from him. He's my favorite X Men. Oh, but nice. I mean, did you kind of feel like that as well? Like yeah, charming rogue. Kind of but like hiding a, some like darkness. Yeah, <laughs> that I, I I got a gambit vibe from from Rowan. I like that. Yeah, I was intrigued by him, so I'm I'm hoping we see more of him. Um, I put Kaya, Kia. Oh, Kaya, the Kaya? officer that uh goes with in on. Oh yeah, Admiral Kaya or. She's an admiral. She got promoted. I think so. But yeah, uh, Saran's love interest mm-hmm. and travels forth from the capital initially with Anon to hunt down the scroll. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end well for her. Yeah. <laughs> she does not make it to the end of the book. But she's not. Um, but yeah, that's it's Saran's lover. Like he's he's married, he's got kids, but it's really yeah, it's her. A, a king. He's got concubines, mistresses, I guess. Yeah. How was, how they do. Yeah. And it was interesting in the beginning when you're first getting Amari's point of view and you know all the court gossip and is the baby she carries really the king's and mm-hmm. I, I like that stuff um i had i had zoo i can't say her long, real long name the the leader of the oh is it a zuleika or something, something, like, yeah. or something um, the healer she was the one that was leading the magi in their in their settlement that we can't remember the name of yep and then i have nayla oh the lion air it's okay. <laughs> I think I was calling her Nyla, but Nyla, Nyla. I like it. Um, N a i l a h. Make up your own pronunciation. Naila. Yeah. If you want to go with the Zain theme. So there, there are animals in this book. Oh yeah, about the animals then. Well, let's just let's go to her and to the animals. Let's do it. Um, do you want to? I feel like you had more about them than I did. Well, they were interesting. Um, they had recognizable but altered names. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Nyla was a lion heir. There were hyenas instead of hyenas. There were panthers and leopards instead of panthers and leopards. There were foxers and batters yeah. instead of foxes and bats. I I feel I, I forget what the rhinos and gorillas were called. I feel it was, it was like a rhinon or something like that or a gorillon, but I might be thinking of other sources because a gorillon is something else <laughs> in in other realms. <laughs> um, but they were they weren't just a lion because. Like the lion air definitely had horns, yeah. So it was sort of chimeric in its description to me. And at one point, like, was like I feel like she was swimming, and then she's the things climbing like mountains. I'm like, what is this animal? Also, the lion air was like the size of a minivan. <laughs> like it, it, it was above Zaley's head, and like it had to bring its head down for her to pet it. And for all three of them, Zane. Amari and Zaley, were they all riding her? Yes, it was was a big animal. uh, Okay, so just real quick, they're going to make these into movies. Like, it's already been done. It's a franchise. It's happening. I can't wait to see these animals. Because I... They're going to be weird. Yeah. I just, I couldn't... Like, at first, it looked like a cool lion. And then at one point, because the the place where Zaley lived with her father and her brother, it was all floating on water, right? Lauren. Uh, yeah. So this animal's like, go, like, it's like swimming. They're swimming with her. And I'm like, what is that? And then they were climbing that mountain. And I swear they said that the animal was climbing the mountain. 
it, it was I think it was like it was basically a lion the size of a small bus with horns that can do everything. So picture that <laughs> it jumped over a city wall. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how high the walls are, but it was like the capital of Lagos or it was called Lagos and it it just leapt over the wall. So <laughs> it's a pretty I mean cats can jump pretty high. So if you've got a cat the size of a bus, I guess it makes sense that it could jump onto the top of a house. And the lionaires, they were they were initially the royal family's animal, I believe. And then the king Back in the day, it. yeah. To snow leopard, mm-hmm. which is probably intentional um, you know, marketing of a lot of there's I mean it, very intentionally this book deals with like racism mm-hmm. and, and, and skin coloration. I was gonna talk about that too, yeah. So Definitely, the the nobles have lighter skin, and that might be why they went to like the the snow capped mountain look, mm-hmm. kind of a snow leopard air. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, at, at one point there was I think the lion air was the royal seal, and then it was changed to a snow leopard air. I just like listening to you say the names, so I don't have to say them. <laughs> oh well, it's basically just the the animal and then air. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else you want to mention? I I have like her her mother and. Baba, her dad, but I, I, I see. I would have called those more tertiary. Like, oh. I don't know. Well, I mean, we can talk about them. Yeah, we can move on. Read the book, then you go. Then you'll know about them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why, why do you need to listen to us? <laughs> no one listens. <laughs> well, the NJLA is listening. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, I was going to mention that at the throw end. Throw that in. Yeah, we won an award. Well, we won Kristen, award. Kristen's being uh, given an award for for the podcast. So, congratulations. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, my. 70 subscribers. <laughs> Listen. That's, that's a lot. I'll take it. Um, interesting parts of the book. I feel like there were a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, we we kind of already touched on the characters, although we didn't delve into like strengths and flaws so much. I'd actually, and I'd like to talk about the magic. Okay. So if we could start with uh, Daily. Sure. All right. There were, what, 10 kinds of magic? 10 Magi clans, yeah. So there was, oh, it's so bad. The Sky I mean, Mother, Sky, Sky Mother. Well, the Sky Mother was sort of like, like the god, the, like the go- Zeus the or Odin or like an over goddess. Yes. So yeah. And then she had children <coughs> who took powers from her and then bestowed them to the children of Blood and Bone, which are the children of this land. Orisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And the goddess that Zaley's family worships, is it Oya? Oya? Uh, o- I think so. Oya? Uh, it's the very first one. Oh, yeah, the deity is Oya. It, um, I was, I was, I'm looking in the book, and it's the Iku clan. Okay. The Magi of Life and Death. Their title is Reaper, and, and the deity is Oya. And I just thought that was probably the coolest magic ever. So Zaley's people... <laughs> can pretty much chant and put their hands into the dirt and they can bring up the souls of the dead to fight for them. And She's do a necromancer, bidding. basically. Yes. So not only can they fight, but, for example, when Zaley was younger um, and her mother was trying to do her hair and Zaley would, like, squirm, the mother would, like, summon... Zombies to hold, hold, her, hold her down so she could comb out <laughs> <laughs> Zaley's hair. Although they're not usually, like, the traditional, like, rotting corpse zombies... It seems like they're, they're spirits, and they, they take the form of whatever's around them. So they might, if they're in the water, they might take a watery form. Or yeah. if they're near land, they might come up as, like, mud people, kind of. But, yeah, they're spirits of the dead. I wanted 
so much more about this. About the magic? In the book, well, especially her power, because... So really, the only reason Zaley initially has her power is because she touches this scroll, and then she's kind of blessed with more powers because she has to go on this journey. But I feel like once she's trained, and you can really see what she can do, it made me think of um, the last Harry Potter movie. Did you see the movies for Harry Potter? Uh, yeah. When uh, McGonagall summons the statues. I don't know. It's been a long and time. And she's like, I've been waiting forever to do this. And oh. <laughs> like, I'm just like, bring bring about all of your spirit zombies and let's start a riot because it's so cool. <laughs> so I, I guess when you were saying you wanted to climb into this world, if you could pick a clan, would you be a reaper? I don't know. There was, um, those burners were kind of cool. I feel like that would be my last choice. Really? Because uh, all you can do is burn things. I like fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Um, the well, no. See, I was the connector was kind of cool, but that's like mind reading, and I don't That's think like I, Professor X kind of stuff. Yeah, They'd be extremely I potent. I don't think I want to know what people think about me, so. That's true. I guess before he could control it, uh, the one example of a connector had a hard time not feeling everything. Mm -hmm. So it was like he was open, super empathic to every every other emotion. The cancer one. That just seems awful. It does. So <laughs> All I do is cause sickness and disease. That's and, horrible. And take people out. So later on in the book, <laughs> one of the characters awakens her powers, and she's a cancer. And she's pretty much just laying out all these guards with her power. Pestilence and... Yeah. yeah. But I would like to have... I would have liked to see more because I feel like there's got to be like, like a yin and that yang. Like if you well, if you have the ability to take people out, like there's got to be more to it. I'm not sure. I'm looking at in the beginning of the book the Magi clans, and the the same deity is apparently responsible for healers and cancers. Yes. So there's the yin and the yang there, but I don't know if an individual cancer would also be able to heal yeah. because it's uh, Baba Luaye is the the god that or goddess. I'm not sure which that bestows healers with their power, who, mm -hmm. you know, obviously what they do is they heal, and cancers, and they bring sickness. So that one god has the yin and the yang, but I'm not sure each individual practitioner... Can get I don't know. Maybe they can. Um, Just, it seemed like a horrible... <clears throat> yeah, see, power. to me, that, that sounds like if I was a burner or a cancer, I would just feel real bad about myself. <laughs> All I can do is, like, hurt things, destroy things... You, if you're cold, you can make a fire. Yeah, I won't be cold. Cook food. Um, so one of the big overall themes of the book is should magic be allowed in this world? And you have um, Zaley's Baba who says, we need magic in this world so the monarchy respects us because they don't respect us without magic. So we can fight back. Mm -hmm. And then there's the monarchy that doesn't want any magic because magic kills. And one of the more interesting things to me about the book, which is also something that at times I really couldn't stand, was how wishy-washy the three main characters were about magic. Maybe not Amari. Amari always seemed to want to bring magic back. But yeah. Zaley and Anon, over the course of the book, they just kept changing their Right, they minds. both flip-flop, like, 180s at least Several once. Several times. Yeah. Several times. It just it never stopped. And both of, them, both of them realized what kind of power magic was. Because you can lay waste to an entire army of soldiers right. with one cancer or, or with can, one burner. You know, brain sees somebody from a hundred yards away and they just drop dead. Mm -hmm. If you're if you have that mental power, or you know, you can summon the spirits of the dead. And or, I mean, she had like spears of 
necrotic energy that would come out as yeah. well. So, and, and I mean, I get it. Like in, in a world where there is magic <laughs> and not magic, like <laughs> it kind of sucks if you don't have magic. Magic, right? That would be awful. So, um, I I get why they flip flop so often. You almost wish everyone had magic, and they all be on the same. Either everyone or no one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, the ma- <laughs> so something. I feel like you've dodged the question. Which which clan would you be? Oh, hmm. I'd either be a, a burner or a reaper. Really? So yeah. just all all aggro. I just want to destroy it all. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think there's good things you can do with both. Yeah, un- undoubtedly. As I mean, cancer is probably the only one that was just like, oh, really? This is awful. <laughs> it's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted, I was hoping there were a couple of, of clans that we didn't even like see in no. action, like a, a number of them. I think the uh, the Tamer sounds cool because they have the ability, I think it it was somewhere described that they have the ability to tame and transform animals. So I'm thinking maybe that's why these animals are so weird because oh. they can transform animals. So maybe they took a lion Increased its size by like two hundred percent and put horns on mini it. Minibus, yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. I was thinking that I would probably, if I got to choose, which you don't get to choose, no. just what you're born into. I'd either want to go with Reaper or Healer, okay. because I feel like one of those two would be the key to immortality. Then that's what—that's the end game, right? That—that's always the superpower I want. <laughs> I just want to see thousands of years into the future. I guess a seer could work for that as well, but I'd like to experience thousands of years We're into the future. We're reading the wrong book. We should have read Ultra Carbon. <clears throat> I, I saw the uh, the Netflix series. Yeah, it was good. We had, the, we had the book. We didn't have a chance to read it at home. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I, I was like, either Reaper, because you've got power for life and death. I feel like there's a path there that you might be able to stave off the Grim Reaper or Healer, just keep healing myself. Yeah. Or whatever goes wrong. Nope, it's better. <laughs> and But they did talk about, um, in one of the fight scenes that... One when one of the magi was awakened, like she was a healer, and they're like, "Yeah, you stay out, stay to the sidelines. You're you're of no use to us now. Let's send our cancer out into the world." Yeah, uh, that's fine. I don't need to be like a shock troop. I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to live, <laughs> so Good I'll keep goals. healing myself. But uh, I mean, other than that, it, it'd probably be cool to be a winder. They can probably fly. Yeah, we didn't really hear anything about them, right? No. Um, I did like who who was it that could build? Uh, welders. The grounders. They're called welders. Well, welders had metal and grounders had earth, so I guess okay. both technically. If you wanted to build like earthworks, you uh, could use a grounder. Yeah. And if you wanted to build something, and out the of welders metal, like they they could go through like walls and whatnot, right? Yeah. I, I, at one point, there's a welder who basically pulls back a steel door like a curtain and then folds it back again. The magic in this book was was breathtaking. Like I I can't wait to see what she does in the second book. I hope I hope well, even more. I mean, yeah. Based on the way that this book ended, I feel like there will be some more magical characters in the next book. There, uh, this book ends on a cliffhanger. Just like I had to read it a couple times. I'm like, wait, what am I reading? And, and like, I feel like there was the fates of some people. You're like, I don't know what happened to this person. What happened? Well, there's definitely at least one of the three main characters that we talked about that is left on a I don't know if they're alive situation. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I read something that. Everybody didn't have any closure. I guess like the Hunger Games, maybe. Like I think you knew pretty quick that there was gonna have to be a sequel to that one. Um, but this one ended, and I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> I mean, I think 
This one says up front it's book one of the like Orisha trilogy or Chronicles yeah. or something like that. She already has a name for the second one. Oh, do you know what it is? Uh, it was on Goodreads. I can look it up real quick. Um, and it was definitely made reference to because she makes reference in the book a couple times to you know children of blood and bone, and it was one of the things you know it's that whole the blah 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 and the of and the end. <laughs> oh. Like um. Oh, so that's gonna be the theme, something of something and something. Yeah. It's yeah. Let's see, book two is children of virtue and vengeance. Not the children, and then the third one's untitled. Yeah, so probably children or something or something. Yeah. The the author's young. She's only twenty four. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Veronica Roth, who wrote Divergent, because she was early twenties when she wrote that trilogy, and I th I thought for a, a new author in a new book she really did a stellar job and that's always my concern with young adult trilogies like how will you close it up mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of times things don't end great um, like Scott Westerfeld's Uglies, Pretties Specials, I don't know if you've ever read that they're older, like yeah. they just they end it and I'm like uh like you, how do you fix a dystopian world in three books? Like I've read his uh, Leviathan okay. series, but not the other ones. Um, there were other, like Divergent, like that trilogy, like the way it ended. I was also like, eh, at least I hated the third book. The second half of the third book, I, I thought was awful. I liked the trilogy up until that, yeah. and I was just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> it, but even like, I mean, I liked the second book, but it was almost like, wait, what's going on? Like, yeah. you, so I, I do, I always worry when I really love the start of something. That I'm going to be disappointed with the second. Will they bring it home? Yeah. But then there's stuff like um, the Lunar Chronicles, which was Marissa Meyer, who Cinder, Scarlet, and it, yeah, it's a retold fairy tales. Um, and I and I liked Cinder, but then by the time I got to the second book, like I loved the second book. I loved the third book. Like they just got better. Okay. And better. I, I didn't read those, so I'll take your word for it. Hopefully, hopefully these get even better. Uh, so we talked about animals, magic a, a bit. Obviously, I'm sure we could go far more in depth on those. Um, any of the settings stick out to you? Well, like I mentioned in the very beginning, like it's really like a brand new setting for a YA fantasy novel because she, Tomi, really brought in her Nigerian roots, and this mm -hmm. isn't something you normally see. Yeah, um, it's definitely not the Harry Potter feel. No, no, it um. It has the setting has a very different feel. The landscape mm -hmm. has a very different feel. The, uh, the language, right, has a different feel. Uh, we talked about Aloran, which was the floating fishing village where um, Zaley, where we meet Zaley, mm -hmm. not initially where she's from. Um, do you remember where she's I from? I don't remember where she's from now. But they moved. It's yeah, somewhere over the mountains. Zaria, maybe. Yeah, um, they moved to Aloran, the fishing village. Um, I thought that um, I can't remember the name Chendomble. Okay. The the first temple that they go to. Yes. That was pr it was like a ruined temple. That's where they meet um, Wakan the mm -hmm. the Santoro, and that's where he kind of awakens Zaley's powers more and tells her about the thing. That was a cool setting. Yeah. Like a, it was sort of like a Machu Picchu crumbling kind of a old ruined feel. I truly believe this is going to translate beautifully like on screen like 
it'll... I, I don't think my mind is giving it doing the justice it deserves. Yeah. As far as setting goes. It'll look cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll I'll see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it was good. Yeah. <laughs> um I did like how like fierce the female characters, the lead characters were. You know, we talked a little bit about like just all like all the flip flopping in regards to the magic, but I would say Amari went from like a point A to a point B. Like her transformation was very linear. She starts off like we said, like a shy, wilting flower, yeah. and just how she becomes uh, the lion air. Right. At one point, she's called. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna take out out the monarchy herself. And directly her father is what eventually she decides yes I will stab him in the, the heart she's no, she's no longer scared of yeah. her dad I think that Zalie actually has like almost the reverse journey yes. so yes. she goes from like super determined fierce and then eventually she's just kind okay. of worn down beaten down over the course of her journey and then she's full of self doubt she doesn't think she can do it and then it, they've completely flipped and then Amari has to be like no you can do this like mm -hmm. and then you will do this. You will, yeah. Yeah. So, but then I think, yeah. But then you have like Inan, who is he's supposed just to, all over the place. Yes, and he's supposed to be like this <laughs> chief, not chief. What is he? Captain, whatever. Captain. He is captain of the guard, prince. And he just like he, by the end of the book, just seems so weak. Like, yeah. But almost the entire book, like he seemed weak to me. Well, he he definitely flops around between. And self and well, what he believes he must do, what he believes is right to do, it's like every three or four chapters, he has like a, a completely opposite view of what he should be doing and for whom. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's like if he's hanging, if, he, if he's with, with one person, he's like, I, I must protect this person. Then he goes and he's with another person. He's like, I must serve this person. It's, yeah. He's just like completely malleable with the company he, he keeps apparently. He, it seemed very relevant too in like today's society, if you will, like where he knows, like he can see what's happening and he knows maybe he should do something because he has the power to do something, but he's not gonna do what he needs to do because he's so wishy-washy and mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I, I mean, it sounds like he believes at one point that he can find a compromise. Mm -hmm. So he's like, if only you had trusted me, I could have could have done this kind of a thing. But yeah. it doesn't really seem like a very good compromise. I'm shaking my head. Uh, Zaley and Anon, they do have like a love story in the book. It doesn't start off that way. It goes from conflict to rather quickly. Yeah, that's actually one of my yeah. tropes. Yeah. 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 It's not like a love at first sight, but it's like it might as well be kind well, of. Well, definitely, he was attracted to her. They, there was like a spark because yeah. they locked eyes when she was escaping the city and they both felt something. Yeah. And then he tries to hunt her down and is going to kill her. Yeah. And they fight, but then both of their siblings are stolen and then they have to work together and then they kind of like fall in love. Yeah. Despite themselves. And Zane's like, don't you dare. Yeah. <laughs> but you listen to your brother. <laughs> um. Although Amari kind of encourages it. Yeah. She's like, there's good in my brother and. And Amari and, and Zane uh, have another thing. Yeah, theirs is a little more subtle. Well, they, they're not magic, so. No, no. <laughs> I guess, hinting spoiler alert, Anon does get magic. Yeah. Since we've yes. kind of 
indirectly danced talk, around talked it. about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. He eventually turns out to have some kind of magi streak in him, and he is a connector. And it, it, war, it definitely wars within him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for a lot of the, the book, they talk about he's pushing it down and, like, resisting it, and it's making him physically ill. Yeah. So he, he's not... He's not accepting it, and it's actually like killing him mm-hmm. not to give in and under, uh, ex- accept his magic. And how about the pawn he holds? Oh, the, the, yeah, the m- magicite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his it's basically kryptonite for for magi. Yeah, his dad gave him like in air quotes a gift when he was younger, um, a pawn from a game, a game piece from a game they played, and um, it's made of magicite, which is kryptonite to magi, and it's it's hurting Inan, Inan, and he still holds it. And he's like, get rid of it. Like, why are you holding that? It's going to poison you. I I was kind of wondering, like, do you think Saran suspected? I was wondering that, too. Oh, my God. It's so hard. I want to talk about, like... Fan theories? Yes! Yes, I do! We, do you want to wait? Mm, why? Why wait, I guess. Wait? Okay. Okay. Can I tell you what I was thinking? And you yes, can tell me if you're thinking the please. same thing? Okay. So... Saran's backstory is um, his father was king. Saran was married to his first wife. He had kids. The father wanted to unite the Magi with the royal family to bring peace. Uh, Saran's wife also wanted this, so Saran chose love and decided to back his dad. Then the Magi went and killed Saran's dad and killed his wife and killed his family. But that's the story he tells. That's the story he tells. Why would the Magi kill his dad if his dad was trying to bring about peace? I was thinking that Saran made the whole thing up to start a war. Or somebody who didn't want the Magi to come to that kind of power are blame. They they made it to look like the Magi were the ones that did the killing, but it really wasn't them. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a suspect story when you're only getting it from one perspective, Mm -hmm. and that perspective is like this ruthless tyrant who will stop at nothing to exterminate an entire uh, swath of the population? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's entirely possible. I'm I'm wondering though is like the story went that the the children of his first wife died, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking maybe they didn't. Maybe uh, Anon is his first, oh. and maybe his first wife was a magi or oh. something, and that maybe that. He was worried about it. I don't know. That, that makes sense. Too. And then maybe that's why he he gave him that that chess piece like, to see like did the did the taint follow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from your mother that he now has had a falling out with or for some reason I don't know. I thought maybe he suspected that one or both of his children might develop powers, and so that it was why he was so hawkish in watching them. I really thought that when Nan went back to his dad, went back to Saran that. Saran was just playing a game to kind of trap yeah. on and pl- pretty much to play him to get um, Daily. Daily. But I think Anon was maybe just that weak. Like, he really wanted... It was interesting because the two siblings, Anon kept going back. Like, he wanted his father's approval. And Mari's like, I'm done with you. Like, yeah. You destroy everything. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, as I said, it was like when, when Anon was was with Zaley, he was like, yeah, magic is the way to go, and Zaley makes everything amazing, mm-hmm. and then he would be with his father, and he'd be like, must crush magic. <laughs> magic is evil. <laughs> Look at those cancers. Yeah. <laughs> Destroying everything. I feel like we 
have to talk about like skin color and its role. It definitely was a book. prominent part in the book. Um, I kind of felt bad, like I, I, I wasn't even sure sometimes what was being described because some were described as like mahogany or chestnut. I was like, I don't know what these different shades of brown are. I know. So I, I mahogany's dark. Okay, I didn't know. I was like, is mahogany darker than chestnut? Yes. I'm not sure. Yes. Okay, because some obviously like. Skin, skin color played a major role. And I mean, in like the author's note in the back, she she's very upfront, like this was intentional. Yes. She wanted this to, to be a reflection of, you know, racial divides in America today kind yes. of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was like, I'm not even sure what some of these colors are that are being described. So I felt a little bit bad because like, I'm not sure which one's darker. And obviously that's important. Yeah, so the, pretty much the Magi were darker. Yes. I've, all the Magi were darker than the royal family. And they, you know, were being oppressed. Um, they were called maggots. They also had white hair, okay, which yeah. was like a, a defining. Because there were like like Zane and Zaley were were siblings, mm -hmm. and I think they had the same skin color basically. Mm -hmm. But Zaley had white hair, mm -hmm. and Zane didn't. Mm -hmm. So that was like like they they both had very dark skin, but she stood out mm -hmm. even from other people that had dark skin because of her hair. And, but uh, even like Amari says at one point, like with Zane. Like he had helped, he touched her and helped her, and he's like he would be thrown in jail for this, and it's it's very obvious because of their skin color, and yes. and even in Amari's first chapter, she talks about being in court, and there was, I don't, I totally forgot about this character till now. There was another young woman there, I think who was supposed to marry the prince or wanted to marry the prince, and she was of a lighter complexion than Amari. Well, they also talked about having like acid washes to lighten their skin, or or yes. some chemical like thing that would burn, and it was supposed to basically burn away the the darker pigmentation, which I, I think is a historical thing that yes. that women or probably mostly women did in the beauty industry. So, I mean, once you get to like the author's note, like you see, like where she was when she wrote yeah. this book. But before you even get there, like within the first 50 pages, like it's you, you see. It's heavy handed. Mm -hmm. And I almost wanted to say it was too heavy handed, but I, I understand that that was like the point of the book. So yeah. I, it wasn't really too heavy handed, but like it is overt and obvious what she's driving I'm at. I'm sure there's still going to be people that miss it. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I'd also like to point out at one point there is a quote, and I, I felt bad I didn't write it down, but I can't. Maybe it was Zoo that was talking about, you know, we have these guards, and just because they wear a uniform, that doesn't mean they're there to protect us. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I mean, sure, that sounds like a thing that would have been in the yeah. book. Yeah. And I thought that was quite relevant. Police. To, yeah. yeah that, that's that's, wh that's where we were going with that. There were there were very clear real real world analogs. Yeah, and th that you know, because you know the soldiers just did what you know the king told them to do, but they. I mean, they were burning down villages. Um, Zaley talks quite a bit about, like, you know, concerns about, like, rape. Mm. There, there, were, there was a lot going on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else interesting that you want to... Oh, one more thing I want to mention. Um, Zaley and Zane have... It's not like... I would say the curse, but like whenever, like I would be like, oh my god, they would say gods, and whenever Anon and Amari oh. had something, they'd say skies, and I just thought that was really 
interesting because the Magi believe in the gods and the royal family does not believe in the gods. So you would get guys, gods. Well, yeah, the, there was a, a very real effort to suppress worship of the gods because that was where magic came from. Mm -hmm. And I, I wasn't clear if it was like a, a thing where the, the royal family didn't believe in the gods or they, they, they just wanted to outlaw. I think it was more of an outlaw thing. Yeah, like they, they knew that it. there were gods mm -hmm. and they were actively trying to subvert those gods. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, but their, their curse was skies. Skies. It made me think of Lunar Chronicles because they would say stars, which I liked. Uh, uh, any action scenes that, that jumped out to you? There is a scene in the book where they're going after the sunstone, and it's like a battle scene. Um, oh, the Colosseum yes. naval battle? Yes, yeah. with the water and the boats. And it's the first time you really get to see Zaley perform her She kind of goes magic. Super Saiyan. Yeah. And that was really cool. Um, that one was probably my favorite. I think it's also the first time you get a glimpse that you know there's more to Amari. That yeah, well, that she's got more in her. It takes a lot to to draw it out of yes, her. She's extremely reluctant, but she actually stabs somebody, which yes. is a, a big step forward for her. And Amari was trained to fight. Like her, you mentioned early on, like her dad would make Anon and Amari fight each other, so she's, she knows how to wield a sword. She's like a very skilled fencer, actually. Mm -hmm. um, she just doesn't want to initially. Because she's scared. Yeah. Well, she. I think she also doesn't relish the thought of killing people. No, I don't think. Even like I'm not sure about Anon, but even Zaley didn't really want to take lives for the most part. There's there comes a point where she she does kind of want vengeance, but even that she's like, okay, bring it back. Well, there back. there's there's a point at which they're they're taking over a ship, and she specifically tells like the pirates that she's with, like nobody dies, mm -hmm. and they're like they they complain and like oh, oh shucks, yeah. <laughs> now it's gonna take us twice as long. Yeah, it's gonna take us seven minutes to claim this boat, <laughs> not four. Of five, yeah. 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 Um, I for one of the, the action scenes that I thought was was interesting was the uh, the raid in the Magi settlement. Yes. Because that's kind of also the first time I think you see a non Zaley Magi mm -hmm. wielding magic, and it was the burner. Yes. I forget it, Kwame. Yes. Kwame. And he yeah. had touched the sunstone, so right. He was so he was really lit up. <laughs> amplified. <laughs> uh, but he, I think he basically incinerates himself. Yes. Because he just. He's like, I'm not coming back from this. So he just unleashes the full fury of the sun and eventually burns himself from the inside, and which sounds dangerous if you're a burner. Yes, and that, I th I think, was Anon's first time really seeing what magic well, can do. Well, Zaley, too, because after that, then she's like, she doesn't want to do it anymore. She's like, I can't give magic back to people because look at what just happened. Yeah. Um, so that's I think that might have been her first flip-flop. That's the... I think that's the first time Zaley actually thinks. No, no, Zaley Zaley flipped because um she took her she got mad at Zine and she used her powers on her brother. Oh, you're right. That's yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's when she flipped that maybe not maybe not everyone should have these powers. Okay. That was like a scene or two before that. Yeah, I guess. right before it. Okay. And and like we mentioned, they, they flip flop. Yeah. I mean no one flip flops more than Anon. Anon, yeah, every three chapters oh he has a gosh. completely oppositional opinion to his previous one. But that was that. I thought that was an interesting scene, and that I, I have to just. I'm gonna jump. Sorry, but like things we didn't like. Okay. I had, 
I think because I emailed this to you. Like, it's amazing how like you can like a book so much and still want to like oh. throat punch a character. Yes. Three. Like I loved, I loved this book. I absolutely love this book. But the three of them, they just at times I'm like, what are you doing, skies? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're driving me nuts. Um, and they were they were angsty teenage characters. Yeah, they made some weird decisions. They did. Like, uh, like I know you know X. What are you doing this for? Yeah, kind of a thing. There were times where I almost wished it was an adult book. I mean, I'm sure adults would still make stupid choices, but it was right. just—it seemed like childish decisions they were right. making, and I was annoyed by that. Was that the only thing you didn't like? I have the angst and the constant changing of opinions. Because for me, I, I, I alluded to this earlier, but I, I put that the fast pace was sometimes yeah. a little off uh, off putting. I guess I, on balance, I think it was good, mm-hmm. but there were times where I was like, I felt kind of rushed through the story. And then also, the ending yes. was just weird and confusing to me. Not like it's hard to describe what without a spoiler. Yeah, you but can't, I don't know if you can. The way that that Zaley ends up approaching and the end lasts maybe I don't know forty pages of Zaley's story. We're just like I don't know why the author wrote it that way. It was just a weird choice to me, and maybe it'll make sense when I read the second book. Because we don't really know what happened either. You well, I think I think I do. Like at the at the end, yeah. I think I think I know what the implication is, but and I, I could easily be wrong, but like the way that like this whole the whole story is building up to, to Zaley doing this ritual. Mm-hmm. And then the way that that ritual scene happens, uh, it was like this seemed really, I don't know, convoluted in a way that it didn't need to be. Yeah. Like I'm, I wasn't sure, I don't know, it was just weird and confusing. And we just, we, we know that Zaley did something no one suspected her to do. But, we, but you are left not knowing what exactly that thing was that no one suspected her right. to do. But also, I, I might have just been tired when I was reading that part because I read it late last night. <laughs> I, I was close to midnight, like so, when I got to that part. So I understand. Uh, yeah. It's like that. There's there's an obstacle that that Zaley encounters, and I just thought it was a strange obstacle for the author to throw at her. Yeah. But obviously, I'm sure there's a reason, and I'm 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 sure it makes sense. And it but probably, we're gonna have to wait like a year to get that. Yeah. Reason. That Perhaps. It's yeah. not fun. Do it's you know? I mean, I think you said that there's already a movie license. Yes. Do you know if, if it's going to be a situation like is is movie one going to come out before book two kind of a I thing? Don't know. Or, yeah, I that would be weird. That would be weird. I'm not sure. Um, I just I saw in that Good Morning America interview. So it, it's been franchised. I think she got. They said like she got like seven figures. Oh well, well done to her then. Yeah, I know. And like it's only twenty four. I'm really, I'm really hoping for good, good things from. I think it'll be good. Um, I think it, it was a good effort for sure on balance, and it's, it's a nice change of pace mm-hmm. from the usual magical mythological thing. It, at least from the perspective of what we normally see. Yeah. In the U.S., like yeah. obviously every culture has its mythology. Um, it's it's nice to see non-northern European ones like. Yeah. Nothing against the Norse. Or you know, but eh, I've I've seen Odin enough. Yeah, I, I I just look at like all the like fantasy I've read over the years, and they all sort of feel the same, and this one's different and exciting. 
it was exciting magic. So, more Reapers in the second book, please. More, more zombie battles. <laughs> more zombie battles. Um, before we jump to tropes, is there anything else that you want to mention? Because I feel like I covered even the things we liked. I feel like I covered as we went. Yeah, I feel like we kind of jumped around a lot. There's a lot of jumping. So, in the the wide ranging conversation, I probably was satisfied with what okay. we talked about. If there. I saw Ryan last week, and I told him that I was very overwhelmed to discuss this book. And sometimes I take notes when I go, like when we did Love, Hate, and Other Filters. Like I made sure like I took notes. I put Post-it notes. This one, I let myself just sort of fall into the story. And because there's so many details, you just forget them all as you go. This will probably get a second read for me at some point, too. Or I'll listen to the audio before I do the second one, because I know I'm going to need... Refresher. And I'm going to want to read it again because it was that enjoyable. Yeah, I I don't know that I'll read it again, but that's not a knock on the book. I just don't tend to reread books, especially not in like more than a year or five down the line. Like maybe in five years I'll read it, but I don't. I've read Harry Potter quite a few times. I've All not. of them, <laughs> many times. I think I've read Order of the Phoenix five times. <laughs> oh, it's the, the fifth book, right? Yeah. That's, that's actually that was the book I disliked the most initially, and it's now my favorite one. So, because you've beat it into yourself. Well, Dumbledore's army, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> Made myself love it. Tropes. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. I have Insta Love as my biggest trope um, between Bailey and Anon, and makes sense. Yeah, and, and I don't think. <coughs> I would have had a problem with their insta love because it you you saw how it how it happened, but I just Anon never gave me like a warm fuzzy feeling. He because he never he never seems as strong as Bailey to me, and I was just I kept waiting for him to disappoint her, and she seems so like forgiving to. The, oh, I mean, he he definitely does. Yeah. Eventually. I, I love, like, at one point in the book, he's like, oh, she's, I'm dead. I'm, I'm the dead man walking. She's going to kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, his his master stroke at the end is basically convince her to kill me. Yeah. But then trick her while she's doing it kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense. What else did you have for tropes? Um, I had, uh, you know, the insider, because I feel like there were a couple of characters that were really only there to sort of, give background and they're gone. So like Mama Agba mm. was there to send them on their journey and she Lacan. was gone. Yes. There to give her some powers. Explain how magic works. And then you're gone. Yeah. Um those were my two. I had protagonist is female. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It, it was a tortured hero. Mm. Literally in this yeah, case. Yeah. Uh, at one point. Um the oh my god I'm a what character <laughs> that was Anon he yeah. was very much oh my god I'm a what like <laughs> this this thing that I've been taught to hate my entire the life entire I am book that. I felt like he was like that yeah oh, and so he was constantly fighting like his his magi blood basically yeah. yeah and I put down missing parents as well because mm -hmm. that actually factored in a lot mm -hmm. there's a lot made of Mama uh, from Zaley's perspective mm -hmm. disappearing and how she was was taken and then Baba. Mm -hmm. Which is I guess just like daddy, yeah. Um, uh, he was both a liability and a strength at different points mm -hmm. in the story for her, but was never actually there. 
Mm -mm. Um, so that's what I had. As, oh, I had Bad Boy as a trope as well for Rowan. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I kind of got that gambity vibe from him. As, Dark as, and dangerous. As soon as he walked in, I'm like, he's gonna he's gonna play a part somewhere else yeah. in the story. He's too smooth. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I I really like we mentioned like fantasy books. You can't you can't go into a fantasy book and expect all the characters to stay the same through the entire series. Things change, and something I like that young adult books do now is the let the main female characters change love interest through a series. Like you don't have to stay in love with the person you met in the first book. Right. And I mean they're 16, 17 years old. That's not going to happen in real life. So, you know, maybe Zaley and Rowan, maybe, maybe something will happen there. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. Okay. I, I feel like could do. what's that? I said could do. Mm -hmm. And I, and I like that this book seems open to those possibilities. Mm -hmm. Relatableness? Um, yes. Some of them? Yeah. And that, I just... Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I, I was mainly picking that to, to be about Zaley. Okay. And I would say, in general, yes. Mm -hmm. But, again, made some weird decisions. <laughs> but, yeah. Amari was the character I felt most drawn to. Um, I think maybe because you really saw her change. Yeah, and I, I mean, it, as you said in the beginning, she had kind of a linear path, not in a bad way, yeah. but like a, she didn't flip-flop, like no. she kind of evolved in a direction and continued evolving in that and direction. And it, it made sense. Like, yes. Like these awful things happened in the beginning. These are not things that can be forgiven. I'm going to stand by my initial decision, even when it's hard. Mm. And I'm just going to grow stronger because of it. Yeah, she she definitely grew into herself more than any of the other characters, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, Way to go, Amari. Well done. Oh, that angst. <laughs> See, I would only think like a four or a five. I feel you're going to drop like an eight on no, me. No, no, no. I, I did a five. And it's, I know, it's funny, like at this point in our podcasting game, I just give a number, but I actually went over my angst list. Yeah. And a five <laughs> is a cinder. And a, when Alexis and I made the list, one of the things we wrote for Cinder is, how can I rule a galaxy? And I felt like that was every single character in this book. How can I control these powers? How will I bring magic back? How will I escape my father? Well, actually, uh, yeah, kind of all three of them. Even um, Amari yeah, has, yeah. you know, she wants to be the queen. Yeah. How can I make this happen? <laughs> Why did I think this was a good idea? Like, it was just, it was a lot of self-doubt. A lot of self-doubt. For sure. And I mean, that might be appealing for some people because maybe that makes you more real, right? I mean, how many people... Who's who's confident with everything they do yeah. in real life? I mean, I'm not. Um, uh, but I also think that has to do with what kind of reader are you? Like, I like strong leads. Some people prefer anti-heroes. So, you know, it, it really... Like, do you want those flaws? Do you want... an unreliable narrator yeah um you know do you, do you want a superhero what do you, what is it that you want and i think these three will definitely appeal to people i guess the the good thing about having three is that even if you don't like one maybe you'll li maybe you like one of them mm -hmm. 
And even if you don't like the others, then at least you like the one, or maybe you like two, or maybe you like all three. Or maybe if you don't like one, that person will get killed off. You don't know. You don't know. It could happen. Maybe. (laughs) Um, What did you rate the book? An A. I was thinking A minus. Okay. I, I think I'm I'm stingier with my grades. That's actually a very impressive grade, from you. I yeah I, well. Yeah, it, it was, was good. It I was liked very it. Very good. I I had few, very few complaints about it. No. Um, I enjoyed the read. I thought it was well put together, well done. I liked the, the backing mythological, magical, world that it created. I thought it was a, an interesting and fun. Escape, you yeah. know, like a, the 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 world was was, interesting. I. Tragic. I mean, it was it was not a nice world. No, if we're, if this, we're is, being this is not Harry Potter. No, it, you're not it, living in a castle. It wasn't a friendly place to live. Mm-hmm. There was like some real major social issues that were involved. But yeah, I thought it was a well put together book. Yeah, I really can't wait for the second one. I I will read the second one. Maybe we'll discuss that one. We'll uh, call that a plan, I guess. I like it in here. If you liked Children of Blood and Bone, what is something that you would wreck? Man, to try. I put down. Is it a graphic novel? It's not this time. Oh, I disappointment. I had like disappointment. Fif- fifteen minutes this morning to try and <laughs> figure out because, well, I, I wasn't able to go to my desk for various reasons. So I was like, oh, what should I recommend? I put down Akata Witch by Inetti Okorafor. You know what? I had not seen that, and a woman just came to the library last night and checked it out. It was on the whole shelf okay. for her. Um, the synopsis for that is, um, and I just copied this from yeah, our, our thing. 12-year-old Sonny Nwazue is an American-born albino child of Nigerian parents who moves with a family back to Nigeria where she learns that she has latent magical powers, dot, dot, dot. Oh. I think it's like she finds other children that have some magic powers and they solve a crime or something like that. Okay. But I, saw, I thought there were some parallels, the, the Nigerian-American angle, um, magical awakening yeah. kind of a thing. Um, it's a Nigerian author as well, or Nigerian-American author, just like um, Tomi Adeyemi is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was my, my read-alike. I will check that out. I did... I almost said Black Panther, the, <laughs> like, but I felt like that was a, such a cop-out. No, it's not. Because also, that's just... I mean, I don't know. It's like that African mythology kind of a thing. Once, once this book stops being on the holds list... And I actually have it to put on my shelves. I might put it next to Black Panther. Like, you like this, you might like this. Yeah. For those that want to read a book. What did you uh, have as a recommendation? I have The Girl of Fire and Thorns by Ray Carson. It's also a trilogy. I read it, oh my gosh, probably like six years ago now. It was a trilogy I picked up, and I didn't initially like it. And then I ended up falling in love with it, and I I couldn't wait for the new ones to come out. And the premise is, it's fantasy, and there is a princess, Elisa, 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 hmm, um, and she has a godstone in her belly button. So oh. it was almost like, almost like, like her baptism, the stone was placed as by a piercing the god. Or? It, like, it like, takes like room in her stomach. Oh. Like it's, it's just there. And with this godstone, she is supposed to do something for the gods. She has no idea what it is. Um, everyone else that's been chosen for her has died from their mission. The burden. Yes, yeah, so she does. She doesn't know what it is, um, but she is the second-born princess. So her father marries her off to a different royal in another land, and that's where it starts. And from there, she's kidnapped oh. um, by rebels, 
and she's sort of like awoken to what's going on. And it just goes from there. <laughs> and it was it was a really good trilogy. And I, I didn't know if I would initially like it. It was a little slow for me to start. But like I said, once I once I started, I couldn't I couldn't put it down. And it was another series where you start off with like one love interest, but then you got someone else completely different by the end. And I'm like, I like this kid like this. It was fun. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned at the end of Love, Hate, and Other Filters that either this podcast will be posted first or Heart of Iron by Ashley Poffman. I wasn't sure which one. Um, I leave for Disney in less than 24 hours, so this will not be up for at least a week. I have a feeling this is going to go up before Heart of Iron. Okay. Um, so that will be the next book that we read. I'm doing that one with Emily. We're waiting for Emily's book to come in because she hasn't had a chance to read it yet. So it'll be the end of May. I did order another you one. You did. I, I told her. Yeah. Um, yeah. We Emily and I podcasted Kikarella together last summer, and that was Oslo and Ashley Poston. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I'm curious to see how she goes from cutesy, like, oh, my gosh. I totally just drew a blank on the word I wanted. But that one was really cutesy, and this one doesn't look cutesy, so I'm curious to see how it's going to... How she pulls it off. Yeah. Um, I think that is about it for our podcast. I don't feel like we talked about a whole lot of other books in this episode, but I will post links to everything that we mentioned on our website, www.camdencountylibrary.org slash Y-A-A-H hyphen podcast. We are on Facebook under Young Adult at Heart. I have two people to like my things. Find me and like me. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need three people to like yeah, three them. people. Um, we uh, like Ryan mentioned halfway through um, the podcast won a PR award for the New Jersey Library Association. So once I get my hands on that thing, I'll post a picture of me hoisting it. Yeah, woo! And then you can see me. Congratulations <laughs> thank again! Thank you, thank you. Um, I think that's about it for me. Anything? I feel satisfied. All right, excellent. Um, we'll see Ryan again in a couple months. Uh, but for right now, this is Kristen signing off. Until next time. <laughs>